0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number one, Tom and Brandon here. Today, we're going to just kick things off by diving into our journey to a financial independence, the steps we've taken, what brought us here and where we plan to go from this point onwards. So why don't you kick it off, Tom?
1: Yeah, I am like very fired up for this man and no pun intended. (laughs) But uh, for those listening, uh, maybe those seven listeners listening right now, we, uh, we actually have another podcast that we've been doing for, for some time now uh, in a different area of focus and in, in the mortgage broker world. And we love it. We enjoy doing it. And we're like, hey, you know what? Financial independence is something we're all about. Why not start another podcast focusing on that? And that's where we're at today. We're going to kind of touch things on uh, this episode in terms of what we're going to be talking about, the different topics strategies we're using uh and then yeah just kind of go from there and play around with some things and we really hope that uh, this is going to be of use to you guys
0: for sure so i think everyone has a time in their life where well not everyone but people who are listening to this have a time in their life where they've discovered financial independence and it's kind of like that tsn turning point where it reframes a lot of what you're doing in life your goals how you make decisions with work and investing. So what was that point for you, Tom?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I'd have to go back and I was trying to think of this before we we started this episode, Brian. It's like I don't really have a one defining moment of when that happened. I guess we should probably start out by explaining what financial independence really means to us. Uh, for me, it's it's a bit different than the typical like fire movement the FIRE movement is financial independence, retire early. And I think I could speak for both of us on this because we, we talk about this all the time is that we're not really uh, focused on the actual retiring early part. We love the financial independence part because we were creative people. We love building things. We're business owners. We don't see ourselves stopping doing that anytime soon. We just want to keep building and growing. Uh, but that financial independence piece for me, I love knowing that, hey, if I have, X amount of dollars in my investments, and I withdraw 4% of that every year, year over year, I can maintain those investments growing and I can live a very comfortable life and explore different avenues and take risks because I know I have that financial independence backing me up. So that's where it came into play is for me, I read, uh, for those of you listening, maybe you've read this book too, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, very well-known book in the investor Community. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Bible for real estate investors. And that's kind of like a a book that has woken people up uh, for real estate investing. And that's what happened with me is I read this book and then it kind of trickled from there. Like I it opened up my eyes to being a business owner, assets versus liabilities. And then I can't really say where I got introduced into financial independence, but I would imagine it's through podcasts. And a lot of them are focused in the states which is kind of where we led to this idea for us is we don't see a a lot of resources in Canada for this type of topic. So that's really a high level overview of where I was brought into the space. For sure. And I think
0: you're so right there. Like having the financial independence piece allows us to say, you know what, we're going to allocate 10, 20 grand to this strategy and we're not worried that it's going to impact our family's day-to-day life and we're not stressed about it. We know that that's the money that we can play with and it's it gives us that creative freedom and flexibility. But we also know we have the home base and the stable pieces that are still growing and turning and just compounding as time goes on.
1: 100%, man. How about you? How, how did you get into it?
0: yeah so i kind of discovered tim ferris for our work week in university i had a few startup businesses at the time and i finished university with like 60k in debt and i was just like rapidly trying to crush that debt at the same time someone introduced me to a blog called greater fool which is by the uh old minister of finance garf turner and I read his blog almost every day for a bit. And then he started ripping on these clients of his that were young Canadian engineers. And it was uh, Christy and Bryce who wrote Quit Like a Millionaire. And they were his clients. And then eventually they kind of took over and had this whole retirement strategy to travel and pursue their creative passions. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And that brought me to the FIRE movement where I went deep dive on them, Mr. Money Mustache, oh, yeah. like all, all these different uh, people, which it was in line with everything I was doing on like trying to crush my debt, but it really compounded my investing journey that way. Um, so that's how I got into it. Same thing as you. I The one piece I always struggled with was like the retire early point. I was like, well, I actually like work and I find it fulfilling. There's times where like, you know, you would want to say no to certain things within work. And I think that's where the financial independence piece made sense to me. But leaving out the retire early, retire whenever you want, or, you know, take sabbaticals, which is more in line with Tim Ferriss kind of style.
1: Yeah, I agreed. And did you ever at any point think about the retiring early piece being part of your journey? Or has it always been from day one? Like you knew that you always wanted to keep keep busy?
0: Yeah, I think I did a few of the models they have like where you work out your time frame of when you could retire yeah. and that chunk of cash. And I did it a few times and I figured it out and then I found it like uh, one, I was like kind of stressed by it being like, I need to invest this much this year and it, and it robbed some of the joy from the experience. And then also at the same time, when I was doing it, like I'm 31 now I was like, well, okay. At the current, Rate of earning we have, I can retire by my 40th birthday technically, and sure that would be great. But what am I going to do? I'm going to sit on a beach and drink pina coladas for like 40 to 60 more years. I I think I would be super bored. So I think I, I had a lot to contribute, and then at that point, I I realized that the the retiring early didn't matter as much to me, and that took a lot of the pressure off of the earning side, which ironically it led to more earnings. So
1: that's hilarious. And it's, it's a great point because if you have that 40, you know, that goal of like reaching 40 and retiring, like, what are you going to do with your life? If you're not keeping busy, whether for us, maybe that is like staying busy with, with uh, building businesses and being business owners, but for someone else that could be picking up hobbies. Like I know at that point, when I hit my FI goal, I am going a bit deeper on my hobbies that I'm interested in. I've always been like, kind of like a a big hobbyist in in my wife's eyes, at least. She thinks I'm crazy for picking up all these hobbies, but I enjoy them. I know a lot of people do as well. And maybe that's something you branch out to and focus in. Maybe it's volunteering. But I do think a a big part of the FIRE uh, movement in the FIRE community is a lot of people get to their FIRE goal and then they go, okay, now what? And I think part of the fire movement that's so intriguing for people is like, you're working towards a goal. It's fun working towards it along the way. And I think Mm -hmm. once you lose that piece, people get lost. Um, So that would be my kind of added piece there. And I I do agree with that. Um, Which kind of leads me to like, how do we, how do we know each other, man? Like where, where did we kind of get connected? How far back did we go? Maybe we can kind of give listeners a bit of uh, context there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Tom and I, Met playing little league, like Timbits, and it's called in Canada, Timbits Hockey. Uh, his dad was the coach and he went to the school down the street. So we had a lot of mutual friends and we stayed in touch all through high school, parties, into university, and then kind of like fell off the radar for each other for a few years there. And then um, the mortgage business kind of reconnected us full throttle and yeah, that, that's really been the change
1: from there. And I think now I talk to you about seven times a day. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our wives love it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it's been a cool journey. And um, having us be kind of rekindled with the mortgage industry has been super cool. I I got into the mortgage industry f- almost four years ago now. Uh, I, I've been a firefighter for a decent while, a uh, full-time firefighter. And then I branched out into mortgages as I started my FIRE career because I thought mortgages would be that that side hustle, that magical side hustle, which if you've ever been in the mortgage industry, it can't be a part-time, part-time job. Like You need to be full-time in it. It's a lot of things to uh, learn and get knowledge on. Um, so anyways, I got into mortgage industry. Now I'm in that full-fledged, full-time, and as of last, what, month, two months ago? Actually, about a month ago, Brandon and I we actually merged businesses, and now we're we're co-owners of our brokerage, the the North Shore Group.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and I think like the fire was well, it still is that stable base for you. And then mortgage wise, like you get to test a lot of different strategies and stuff yeah. as well, and do things that a lot of people might not have the confidence to do, which. I think well, your business year over years is, is doubling. Uh, so it's scaling really quickly there. Uh, for myself, I was in a really crappy business. I was farming and, you know, always scraping the surface, but never saving. I was just reinvesting to the farm, reinvesting in the farm, which you'd have to do for a long time. And then hopefully you make money on the land. But the, the flaw in my farm was I didn't own the land, So, um, uh, was a bit of a challenge that way. And then I found mortgages just as like, you know, maybe I'll make enough money to scrape by and I ended up doing very well in it. And year over year, uh, this year doubling for sure. um, It's just been so much better and it's changed the whole trajectory of my life. So yeah, now we've merged with the goal of kind of taking both of our our books of businesses, business, making it more efficient, and then scaling that going forward. So we're putting in the same system, same teams, etc. As well, we had another kind of CRM business and a community that we manage that we were already partnered on. So this allowed us to just have all of our, our ships kind of float together in the same direction.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you came out of the gates flying, uh, full full tilt with the mortgage industry, and, and I was always super impressed with that, which has led us to to this point. And we're having a lot of fun with the podcasting and and you know being part of the business together. And I'm looking forward to to see where it grows. But yeah, you've been uh, you've been an entrepreneur for pretty much your whole life. Like since since I've known you. Uh, the first business, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the first business that I know of was, was Bacchus and Barley, right? Like the the leather business.
0: Yes, we actually started one just before that was like t shirts. It was called Essential. Oh, okay. And we made these shirts when I was living in Montreal. And sourcing the little piece of leather that we had on the t shirts was how we found the leather manufacturer. Oh, I didn't the know that. Line. And yeah, Bacchus was cool. It was um leather accessories, we did a lot of custom branding, but we we were dumb. We were young and dumb and we would just like get together and have beers and party and like loosely business plan, but we didn't have the discipline to go out and get sales. So like we were featured in golf digest and we got this like surge of orders and we're like, we've made it and we ordered <laughs> out this inventory. And then it was like, you know, three months of shipping, tons of orders and then nothing. And it was like what the hell just happened? And we couldn't, we never really recovered from it. We just couldn't get our legs back or we just like a punch in the gut. And then we were sitting with like thousands of dollars of inventory, which is ironically still in my garage. Um, yeah. So,
1: oh man, but I'm sure you got some, some learning experiences out of that by the sounds of it
0: we did we did it's okay. it's something so my business partner josh we were laughing about this we were at a wedding a little while ago and we we're like we're so stupid like if you give us that business today and our, we could restart it but why bother you give yeah. us that business and like that energy no kids at the time no responsibilities give that to me today you know that thing's going to the moon yeah uh, but you were
1: so young how would you know right
0: Uh, I was, I was scared to like call a store owner. I would like follow them on Instagram and think that they were going (laughs) to (laughs) discover
1: the old magical Instagram follow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Love
1: it. So, so uh, what, let's talk about uh, what we're going to kind of feature for future episodes and what we're thinking.
0: So
1: I'm I'm thinking, yeah, sorry. Um, Yeah. I'm thinking really, we're going to have a mixed bag of, we're going to have some, some hosts, that are going to come join us. So we're going to have people that are currently on the path to financial independence. Maybe they've reached their FI number. We're going to have some business owners on here. We're going to have um, even some employees on here, some high-income employees, and maybe talk about how they climbed the, the ladder in terms of like increasing their salary. So uh, real estate investing, like everything pretty much to uh, encompass all of FI. And then from there, we might niche down into what uh, our viewers and what everyone is is hoping that we we have for future episodes.
0: For sure. So I think one key takeaway is there is a lot of different avenues that you can take to achieve FI. Uh, both of us are in real estate space, so we have contacts and a lot of experience there. But prior to being in real estate, my journey was more into like the ETF dividend investing side. So we'll do some some work into that as well. Uh, I think a big piece too is just take what works for you and build out that strategy around it. It's, it's one of those things where it compounds in time. So you do have to kind of pick something and just commit to the plan.
1: That's exactly it, man. And it's like, we'll, we'll be here kind of giving you those different avenues and some food for thought. But at the end of the day, you have to pick one or two, go all in on them and just, dedicate your time towards instead of kind of flip flopping from all of these different strategies, because I know I've been in that space with not even just this, but for mortgages with different marketing and and that kind of thing. I have shiny object syndrome, I'd like to think that the last year, I've kind of narrowed that down and kind of pushed it away. Uh, But everyone's going to have that shiny object syndrome at some point, where you're trying to really just pick all of these different strategies and see which one sticks. But really, you just got to focus on one give it some time, go all in on it, uh, and then you will see that compound happening. Um, So that's what I would recommend uh, listeners is to really just kind of field out all of the different strategies we present you and then just narrow it down. 100%. Love it. Okay, awesome. So I guess this will be our first episode in the books Uh, for all of you guys listening. If you have anything that you'd like us to cover, any topics, Uh, let us know, reach out. We'll put some contact info in the show notes and uh, then we'll go from there. Awesome. Take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers.